Today on the toxic infatuation. Here are three reasons why past me wants to become a doctor. You can wear pretty much anything under the scrubs. Or nothing. You can have a passive-aggressive revenge on all the flu needles they stuck in you. I'm pretty sure, as a doctor, when people ask you to cough while you touch their back, it's just a way to establish the dominance in the room. Welcome to the toxic infatuation. Stories of love gone wrong. And now, the alarm system. Time to get going. And remember, Howard University Student Center can aid any student with financial difficulties, conflict mediation, and suicide prevention outreach. Make sure to eat your breakfast. Time to get going, and remember, Howard University is regarded as having the most rigorous coursework in the tri-state area. Make sure to eat your breakfast. Time to get going, and remember, Howard University hosts the International Muffin Festival to rave reviews every year. Make sure to eat your breakfast. <sighs> Retrospect, the college told us very little. They told us that this alarm system would simulate the rigors of our academic field. Because in the real world, the hospital hours do not line up with life's hours. They did not tell us that this was the only option of simulating our academic field that didn't require the professors themselves waking up early. They told us the alarm system was only temporary and a collaboration between the computer science and design departments of the college. They did not tell us that the alarm was a piece of garbage. Waking up at 3 a.m. means pads of my fingers are still sleeping so that unlocking my phone takes twice as many pushes. My eating habits are making them fatter. I think my fingertips are becoming obese. I open up the group chat of the other university juniors who are participating in this awful 3 a.m. wake-up trial. Our group name is Waking Up on a Tuesday. Most of the group chat is dedicated to insulting the system that we've been put in. Sometimes that takes the form of text. Tonight, it takes the form of a large Skype call. What else is there to do at 3 a.m.? I decide not to let them know what I know. When CompSci Geeks made this system for us pre-meds, whose job was it to make the alarm tell us fun facts? Whoever wrote that is needs to go. Who hears that one about how Howard University hosts the International Muffin Festival to rave reviews? That's the Saturday one, right? I don't know about you guys, but if I hear that Howard University has the most rigorous coursework of all tri-state universities, I'm, I'm going to drop this class. You can't just drop a major. You can't just drop pre-med. I don't know, man. It's getting to be a lot. I mean, did you know that Howard University has the most rigorous coursework in the tri-state area? <laughs> I feel guilty not telling them. But it may be a fluke. I might have been put on. You can't trust a comp psych kid. Not even if he tells you that he has a way to turn off the devil alarm without anyone knowing. 
This is a covert operation, so we'll just name him Agent. Agent is part of the student ambassadors. He's the communication line to the big guys on campus, and he hates it. I think he helps everyone cheat in spite of his ambassador title just to stick it to the man. I like that. He came to my door and jimmied his fingers into the clock's inner workings. He had a plastic piece that he attached to a faulty button. He typed a few things on the keyboard while looking at the devil clock for some response. It did respond, and the time changed from 7.48 to blinking the 12 o'clock default state before he set the clock back to 7.49. That night, I stayed up until 2 a.m., just because I had a good feeling I was going to get some much-needed rest. Three years ago, I might have tapped past me on the shoulder. Past me was writing his common app essay on the diner bench facing the ocean. He was marking down a rough time frame of three months of volunteer work to account for that one time he went into a farmer's market and picked his own blueberries. Past me was thinking about all the humble and important professions that exist in this world. Of all the fanciful labels swirling in his head, he stumbles on doctor. Here are three reasons why past me wants to become a doctor. You can wear pretty much anything under the scrubs. Or nothing. You get to have a passive-aggressive revenge on all the flu needles they put in you. I'm pretty sure, as a doctor, when you ask people to cough while you touch their back, it's just a way to establish the dominance in the room. I woke up that morning at 4 p.m. When does it stop being day and start being night? Everything is warm. Life hours match back with college hours and my fingertips felt thinner. My fingertips feel thin when I check the waking up on a Tuesday group chat to see that the admin had blocked me. They feel thin when I approach agent and he looks away from me. They feel thin when I get called to the chancellor's office. He hands me a pamphlet titled, The Current State of Expulsion. I'm confused. He's telling me that they adminned that group chat? I I sent chin selfies in that group chat. They had agent under their surveillance the whole time. He was a double agent. He tells me that the honors system at Howard is the most important mission, and this was a test of my integrity in the field. My fingertips felt thin when I walked back to my dorm for the last time, and a psych major yells at me, time to get going, make sure to eat your breakfast. Here are three reasons why not to become a doctor. You have to touch people's heads, and shoulders, and knees, and toes. 
And of course, being a doctor means that your school inflates your meaningless responsibility to a level so high as to orchestrate an entire scheme with the behavioral psychology department hided under the mask of the comp sci department and presented to the pre-med department. I work at the Target shoe department. It's 3 a.m. No one is awake at 3 a.m. No one except for me. Time to get going. And remember, Howard University operates on a strict honor system that is supervised by all staff. Make sure to eat your breakfast. Thank you for listening to The Toxic Infatuation, Episode 2. This episode was written and produced by me, Roman Smith, with help from Noah Headley, Mr. Trantis, and Mr. Squarey. The voices other than mine that you heard on the Skype call were Noah Headley and Emily Peters, and the voice of the alarm was Emily Peters. You can find out more about this podcast, as well as our web series, Lower Dublin, at youtube.com slash shortcentral and Lower Dublin on Facebook and Twitter. And could you turn off that alarm? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs>